Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. It is Monday, March, March 9. 9. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. What's up, man? Oh. <laughs> oh. Who are we? I'm Carson Gibbons, and I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Bradley Colvin. That would be me. What's up? Oh, just, you know, ready for this late night special. Yeah, it's like later than our normal taping time, isn't it? Yeah. We're doing I'm... the midnight special here. That's right. You ready to get into it? Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. And we're back. <laughs> His famous uh, segue. Thank you, B-Rad. Of course. Thanks for playing us in, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, man. How was Thanks your... for playing us out. All right. How was your weekend? Oh, man. It was good. I got to play some golf on Saturday. Oh, dude. Follow up. I've been meaning to tell you this story. Ooh. So, you know how I told you that my, my favorite course was shutting down? Yeah. So, I called them on Friday and I said, hey... <laughs> Is the Glen still there? <laughs> Is it going to be there tomorrow? Can people still golf on it? And the guy literally kind of sighed and he was like, that stupid D Magazine article. He's like, they took a lot of liberties with that story. We're going to be open for a minimum of three to five years. Like, whoa, they don't know what they're going to do with us. They they don't know like what budgets this is coming from. They don't know anything. So he's like, you can be golfing here until 2025 easy. And I was like, oh, that's good. So I went out there and it was slammed. It was just a <laughs> parking lot. Like coronavirus had definitely not hit the golf course. Oh, man. Well, it finally hit uh, Texas. I saw that Frisco. Yeah, dude. That's near, closer to your neck of the woods. Well, so. yeah, it finally kind of necessitates more of the, you know, they've been flirting with work from home. And they've already told people, like, if you at all feel like you should be working from home, you're more than welcome to do so. I didn't really feel the need, to be honest. Right. Like, I'm kind of like, I if I get it and I die, like, perfect. <laughs> I'll be memorialized forever. You and know? you're, you're like, a, young. you're like a really clean person, too. So I know I'm sure you've been scrubbing your hands extra hard and and whatnot. But I mean, I you, wash my hands like 13 times a day because. <laughs> I go to the bathroom 13 yeah. times a day. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like you were doing that before the coronavirus, so you're probably in the clear. Oh, maybe. Apparently, you're not supposed to be touching your face, is yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. So I was playing with uh, three old-timers on Saturday because it was such a, a crowded day at the course, and the one of the guys that I was golfing with said the first time that I ever played this course was in 1964, mm. and his dad and his brother came up uh, playing with Lee Trevino back in the day because that's where Lee Trevino, the famous, like iconic PGA player, got his start was on Tennyson. Whoa. Yeah. And so we're, we're talking, exchanging notes. And one guy, it was really interesting. He, he was talking about how his daughter is getting married this weekend. So at the time, it was the upcoming weekend. Um, she was getting married in Charleston, South Carolina. And they had booked this extravagant two-week uh, honeymoon to Italy and then had to like basically pull out of the trip because as of today, actually, all of Italy is on lockdown. Yeah. Like nobody is out anywhere in Italy. Nobody's safe. 
That's a, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, huh? Yeah. So anyway, um, had some good stuff happen. But what about you? Oh, this weekend I went to visit my mom uh, over the weekend, and Courtney came with me, and we just hung out. We ate some. I don't know if you've ever been to Gordo's, which mm, is just like you I just don't know. Mexican. It, yeah, it's like no, it's heart attack food. So it's like it started out as a uh, donut like food truck and then they expanded to a restaurant um but you get like the burgers with donut buns they're not glazed or anything so it's not like a sweet uh it's just like a it's just the consistency is like a donut but it just like melts in your mouth and it's amazing you already have access to those um what are they round rock donuts those things oh, are yeah. to die for dude yep when i was coming back uh from austin with ellen one time in the last year or so we stopped at this place for brunch. It might have been called Pat's, okay. or it was some so sort pe- of. People typically go to like Kirby Lane, which is like a staple of Austin. Yeah, yeah, I've been there, but this is some other place. Um, it's like this big kitchen that they serve brunch out of, and part of the uh, brunch like buffet offering is Round Rock Donuts at oh. this particular place. So it was kind of like the best of all worlds because I was eating this like <laughs> amazing breakfast Mexican casserole and then chasing yeah. it with like. You know, six to 12 Dude, <laughs> round rock donuts. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm getting hungry thinking about it. Yeah. I haven't eaten dinner, so. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, man. I went to the gym today and oh. uh, then REI had their final, like today was their final uh, day of their winter sale and I'm going to Colorado this weekend. So I had to pick up a few things. Oh, is that where you're going? Yeah. Spring break, baby. Yeah. So you would hit me up and... uh we kind of just flirted with the idea. Of t- I was like, what are you doing the night? Yeah. You're like, I'll be right there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Come right through. Drop everything for the pod. W-Y-D. <laughs> <laughs> want a pod? <laughs> Always. Um, want to give the tots what they want? <laughs> That's right, my tater tots. Uh, that's, by the way, Heather won. Like, yeah. I know that that's sticking. I've been thinking <laughs> about that for a week, and I'm like, yeah. that's Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we I got mean, some out of the plethora of options. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, <laughs> fought tooth and nail for that one. If that was an agency naming that, I would <laughs> want my money back. <laughs> Be like, give me my uh, deposit back. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you were down in Austin area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so cool. got back yesterday and had my first day of work. And my uh, a lot of my students are leaving at three a.m. this morning for uh, their mission trip. And ah. guess where they have a connecting flight? Seattle. Seattle. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wuhan, America. <laughs> yep. So, uh, wow. So, did you say, you say one last goodbye? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's been a real pleasure. I just, I just told him not to bring it back. <laughs> I'm giving you an A post mortem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but for real, man, like, so Seattle is skewed because they had like an entire old folks home got taken out essentially. Yeah. Um, I just was watching the report. I, I listened to the uh, conference call that the CDC put out today. Okay. And they basically said w- what I was led to believe from the conference call, which was Rachel Maddow was calling pretty much straight talk was that this is going to be around for a while. And you know, this, this conference call, this CDC spokesperson or, you know, chief medical, whatever, she was basically saying that the majority of Americans will kind of come into contact with this, this disease this year and into the next, like 2021, 2020, 2021. Okay. And that 
you know, it's going to be most devastating to people over the age of 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like infants. Actually, they said that only 2% of people under the age of, it was either 9 or 19, really had, you know, serious illness, yeah. I think is what they they said, right. which is not bad odds at all. Yeah, as it's long really, as you have a strong immune system, you're Yeah, good. I mean, maybe it'll take out, a, you know, we'll see, you know. Yeah. It basically doubled in size over the weekend. Right. So like 500 U.S. cases and I think over 22 dead. And now the first one this afternoon, it was weird. Like I was in a one on one with our, our president and we were talking about, you know, it's only a matter of time before this hits Dallas. And once it does, they're going to shut AT&T down. They're going to shut all these yeah. big companies down, at least in terms of like the corporate HQs. And a lot of, you know, my friends are already authorized to work from home. We were basically told last week, you know, we could do whatever our comfort level was because, you know, as long as we're plugged into our laptop, we're basically at work no matter what. Right. You know. Um, and so anyway, I saw that tweet that um, CBS DFW was reporting that, you know, the first case of somebody that had gone to Silicon Valley for work mm -hmm. over the last month and then gone back to Frisco. And they were freaking out because they were like, oh, he has children at this particular elementary school, which, boy, don't you know that the mom techs being yep. flurried around that school tonight are just going oh, yeah. crazy. There's probably no school tomorrow, right? Uh, I don't know. I saw a bunch of colleges and universities and um, I mean, they shut down South by Southwest, dude. Yes. Can you believe that? Why? Like Austin, the city of Austin is going to be out so much money. Like they pull in millions of dollars from this event i heard it was between three and four hundred million in yeah. economic impact yeah and so that's a good chunk of change uh but the other thing is that i saw this one report i don't know how much validity there is to this but something about south by southwest didn't have event insurance and so mm. they might actually have to file for chapter 11 oh like wow bankruptcy that's crazy. Yeah, something to that effect. I, I think that there might be loopholes or workarounds or ways that they can deal with that. Because mm -hmm. I imagine, I don't know how that works. Like, that's a big undertaking. But they were saying that just hundreds of thousands of people were going to be coming into Austin over the next week. And it's just insane that, you know, all it really takes is Google, Twitter, and Facebook pull out of something. Yeah. And people are like, oh, yeah, oh, done. let's just cancel. Yeah. But I think Austin had stepped in. And do you know anything about that? I don't. Okay. Well, it's kind of popping up everywhere. Um, you know, remember me talking about this being a hoax a couple of weeks ago? Or like not a hoax, but just something to not be... Like blown out of proportion? Yeah. I mean, I mean, in terms of people that are getting sick, it's like, yeah, that's happening. It's popping up. We see the maps. We're checking the CDC you yeah. know, websites all the time. But for the majority of us, it sounds like it's an aggressive strain of flu. Correct. So... You know, whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. I have zero fears about it. And I'm, I'm a pretty cautious and fearful guy. So, but I have, you know, I'm dating a nurse and I have plenty of nursing friends and none of them seem to be panicking about it. I'm like, well, they know more about healthcare than I do. So until they start worrying about it, I'm just going to chill. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my boss is going to Boston this week um, for some, for some stuff. And I heard that whenever he comes back, he's going to self-quarantine for like a period of, you know, two or three days yeah. um, just to make sure. 
Yeah, he just wants a few extra days of vacation. <laughs> no. I'm teasing. I guarantee you he doesn't. But uh, Massachusetts is like the fourth most infected state. Yeah. And apparently airplanes. They they basically came out today. So here's the beef with, here's how it always weaves back to Trump, right? <laughs> um, They say that um the White House basically overruled a CDC request to publicize the fact that senior citizens should not fly commercial airlines for the foreseeable future. Oh. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do like, I why do you think they didn't uh go through with it? I don't know. Like I mean, on the one hand it's like are you going to tell people don't live your lives because you might get an an aggressive strain of the flu that might be around for a while? Yeah. I don't know, like it makes me concerned for my granny, you know. I yeah. want to check in on her travel schedule and plans over the next couple of months. But, you know, there's a lot of a lot of like over the counter illnesses that occur in, in elderly age that mm-hmm. put you over the top. Like the flu kills droves of elderly people in this country every right. single year. Yeah. Like the number of deaths from the flu th- this year was already like in the hundreds, I heard. Yeah. Or th- hundreds or thousands. Yeah, I saw Trump like tweet that out, like some statistics, um, but it kind of backfired because he said, um, I don't know, he gave like the death rate of the coronavirus, but whenever you take into account how many people have been polled, I guess it's like a four percent. Do you have, did you read that at all or no? A four percent what? Uh, death rate. I thought of it was like, like people two. of people. No, it's four for for whoever gets the coronavirus. Right on. Okay. Yeah. Four percent. Yeah. Uh, you want to go get in the car and go to Frisco <laughs> with me? <laughs> Here, here's the deal. Once you get it and you are 28 and 30, yeah. you eventually get over it. Then like are you're you, good, right? Are you immune? Well, I don't know. If you can get I don't know if it's like multiple the times. chicken pox. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, you can contract it, but I well, think your body. WTF is this thing? Like, are we just going to deal with these new viruses? Like, <laughs> we we only had the couple big ones. Yeah, you know, it's like you could have heart disease, cirrhosis of the liver, yeah, or lung cancer, or obesity, and a stroke, and you die. Like, yeah. there was just these big categories, and now it's like there's this thing because some Asians ate some bats or something <laughs> happened. Like, is that was still what we're saying? Happened? I have no idea. Some people are still saying that, like, that, um, that it was a virus created, like, to to kill people. Yo, let's roll with that theory for a little while. Why don't we? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, do you think that this is revenge for Epstein, or <laughs> do you think this is like him post mortem in all of his, you know, crazy planning? Hmm. Like, because one of the things that I've heard about him is that he would get blackmail on not only politicians and the wealthiest and royalty, but also scientists, Ah. you know, part of the, whenever you control something, you have to control like the intelligence community as well as the scientific, scientific community. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they're all working together when you think about it. All right. I'm rolling with Um, anyway. There's a lot of people I feel like that would want to deploy a worldwide killing agent. Who do you think they are? Um, a lot the government. The government. Why would the government want to kill everybody in the world? Uh, I'm not saying everybody in the world, but you know, people that they could feel like it's overpopulated or so if it started in China. Well, scare tactics, man. Which which government then are you, would you think would be most likely to want to do something like that? The Chinese government. 
Okay. So they're like, there's too many of us or what are you proposing? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Population control. Yeah. According to B-Rad, the dictator. You heard it here first. (laughs) Um. Okay, theory number two, like what rogue group would want, you know, a big chunk of the world's population cut down? Flat earthers? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. I mean, terrorists. I mean, going back to, let, let's say workers that are fed up. Okay. All these sweatshops okay, are being Bernie closed Bernie Sanders down. supporters? No, like, no, no. I'm, I'm still of? talking about the Chinese government, right? Oh, okay. So we had like, uh, yeah, all of these, like the manufacturers for Apple. I just read an article today that Apple is going to have to be slowing down um, on production of their iPhones. And you're not guaranteed, like if you were to damage your phone and try to get a replacement, um, it's going to be a lot more scarce to be able to do so because not enough's being produced. Yeah. Well, they were at a, a grinding halt for a minute, right? Yes. Okay. So they're back up, but slower production schedules, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and them along with like every company is, is there's, you know, stocks are crashing and whatnot. Oh man. The market today, like you could feel it in the air. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I'm now an adult because, you know, always before when the big red arrow on the evening news has come on as a kid, you're like, oh, womp, yeah. womp, whatever. You know, when does the cartoons come on? Right. And now it's like as an adult, especially when I'm trying to sell to people who are like not in the office because they have <laughs> coronavirus, yeah. you know, like that's impacting my bottom line. Wild. You know, it, it's impacting their bottom line because they're dying, you yeah. know, like. There's there's crazy stuff happening now, and the market is taking a real hit, and people are like already baking in losses and like yeah. missing projections and all of this different stuff. And it's like, I mean, what do, what do you think it is? So I think about the election and like what is it that Trump um, has been saying to like the American people in order to garner more votes? He's basically saying like, you know, the economy's never been better and everything. And then this happens. So like, what selling point does he have at this point? Um, well, I mean, even with the big sell off over the last day or whatever, it's still a bustling economy. Yeah. But we don't know how long, we, we don't know how long happen. this is going to go on. This is Monday, March nine yeah. people. So today, if, if today, tomorrow, today uh, marks the biggest drop in history. No, since 2008, oh. though. Oh, since 2008. Okay. <laughs> so that one wasn't great. I guess I, yeah. So misread that. hopefully it's not like the start of something huge, but um, I haven't had all the time in the world to pay attention to it, but I, I did dial up CNN several times today because you could just, whoa, <laughs> you could just feel it in the air. Yeah. Um, it was concerning. I don't know. Yeah. And then wow. to see it like just creep closer and closer to you, essentially. Yep. Yeah, by tomorrow, who knows? It could be in Dallas or Keene, Texas. Keene, Texas. <laughs> yeah, man. Boy, talk about a, a community that would experience a big change if coronavirus <laughs> crept in. Yeah, they'd probably have to stop using essential oils and see a doctor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I mean, everybody would die, essentially. <laughs> like, Keen better self-police themselves for anybody that just came back from California, Seattle, or Asia. Yeah. Like, if you just did 
You know, are, are you saying because the majority of people in Keene are old? Yes. Okay, got it. Yes, I'm with you absolutely. Now. I'm with you now. 100%. My grandmother lives there. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking predominantly of her. Right. It's unfortunate in some ways because, you know, I've always had a lot of older relatives to think about and look after and all these different things. And we're kind of down to her. Yeah. And that, that hurts my feelings some days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you. You're like, I'm just not going to live this life that I had to live 10 years ago because all these people were alive. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do me now. <laughs> yeah. Because they're gone. Nobody's watching. Yeah. Nobody's watching. Mm. Yeah. Actually, everybody's watching now. Yeah. On your technology. Talk about conspiracy theories. Like, you didn't really wax eloquent on who would want the coronavirus to spread. Who would commission? Well, the I feel like you have. I feel disease? like you have an idea since you keep questioning me. No, so why I'm, don't you? I want to riff on it though, because I want a good Eddie Bravo conversation here. <laughs> okay. Well, you keep talking. Let me think for a bit, because I've already given two. I mean. There's the theory of like, you know, the people that have Rams heads on the walls and crazy parties with Hillary Clinton and all of these different world powers that, you know, the the new world order, essentially, mm. that what if what if like what they say about climate change is real, but there's a layer of self-elected government that, you know, has been commissioned to thin out the herd in an effort to reduce the number of farts into the atmosphere, (laughs) reduce the amount of beef that we have to consume for a little while. Mm. Like maybe, you know, emissions are down, you know, like, you know, commerce has come to a grinding halt in certain portions of the world. And to see the the news coverage of Italy is just kind of horrifying. Like what did they have? Like 20,000 people that were uh, sick over there? Yeah. Or was it 9,000? I think it was 9,000. Okay. I'm totally conflating numbers. Should probably (laughs) look this up on our, so cellular mobile devices if they're even working <laughs> everything's, everything's probably shut down at this point <laughs> yeah. wouldn't that be great if like did you ever watch that movie um what was the end of the world movie with like jonah hill and um it was called uh um, wasn't it called no with Jonah Hill and this is the end. This is the end. Yeah. That movie was so funny. Yeah, I would love to live through something like that. That would be so dope. You say that. No. Do you, do you think you would survive or no? Yeah. Heck yeah. How so? Um, cause I'm very minimalist and survivalist when I travel as it is. Okay. And so I just, um, I don't know, man. I'm yeah, I guess, and loaded, if it's, baby. I guess if it's not like a zombie apocalypse, like where you don't have to fight, but if it's just like a sickness you're trying to avoid, yeah, and I could just roll out. You know, I've got a got a Ford nondescript black Ford mm-hmm. SUV, uh, a go bag, and a Glock forty, baby. Let's you go. have a go bag, like it's all packed and everything. Yeah, not really, but okay. you know, yeah, it, I don't usually pack until about seventy minutes before the flight takes off because mm-hmm. I have to book my Uber about fifty five minutes before. Ah. So that's the way that that goes. Love it. Um. No, but this coronavirus stuff is really what it's COVID nineteen now. Yeah, we gotta refer to it by its, its right real name. because because this is a different is strain. name. Yeah, and coronavirus, you know, just the virus has been around so since twenty twelve. COVID nineteen is a different it's, strain yeah, than coronavirus. It's a, sh- a different. It's a strain of coronavirus. Mm. Just like every year we get a different flu shot, is because there are variations of the flu. COVID nineteen. I don't. I don't get flu shots. Okay. 
you don't. I don't believe in that because everybody that gets a flu shot is like they get sick for a week. And I'm like, well, then why don't why not just roll the dice? Like, oh, no, I got mine this year and I, I didn't. I never have an issue. I haven't died yet. I haven't gotten a flu shot pretty much in my adult life. You're what's wrong. You could be a carrier. Well, I'm not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Rather be a carrier than a shower. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I said carrier, not grower. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, wouldn't we all agree that you could? I'd be fine with the disease as long as it didn't affect my life. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, but if you do have coronavirus or the flu, stay home, people. <laughs> like, yeah, I got in trouble. Yeah, for stop going, to going to the mall. Like, a lot of these people are being diagnosed, and then they go to these large public areas. That's so dope. It's like murder suicide. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm they're just like, wiping down every handle. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you have the coronavirus. That's cool, but I gotta go to this concert. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I recall I talked about this woman on the podcast, the woman that came off the cruise ship where she'd been quarantined in her like interior cabin for seven or fourteen days, and then she was getting led off to a tent to be quarantined for another month. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Dude, I've lost a month of my life. I get that. And if you're 18." Dude, any amount of confinement is not going to fly. You know, yeah. you you got a concert to go to. Here's a here's a positive uh, statistic: more than fifty eight thousand have recovered from COVID nineteen in China. So wonderful. There's that. Not everybody's dying. Uh, you know, the majority is not dying. Well, and that's why we're talking about this. And it's like, is it? It's not that serious if you're twenty to fifty, maybe. Yeah, we'll say that, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's serious in that you're going to have to self-quarantine and take time off from work. But I heard that the Frisco patient, I don't even think he was like in the hospital. He was at home. He'd self-quarantined. Um, I think that they had tested him and then retested him over the weekend. Mm. But here's the thing, man, if he has been around his daughter or son that goes to that school. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. They're uh, not allowed to come for a while. Wow, man. Can you imagine Dude, concerned white moms? <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Can you imagine being the principal for a bunch of concerned white moms? That would be my nightmare. I mean, there's not enough money in the world. A bunch of Karens asking <laughs> to see your manager, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. That would be horrifying. I don't know. It It's going to bring about more of the online education and it's going to spur on a lot of the tools that you just saw at technology trip. Because they're going to have to adopt fallback methods of learning and curriculum teaching um, because snow days, uh, inclement weather due to global warming and climate change. There's a lot to anticipate besides just, you know, I'm sure that maybe we could even attribute some of these new diseases um, to elements of of climate change and that maybe they're more ripe in this certain environment who knows what's going on yeah i don't know can we also talk about people that's stocking up on like unnecessary items because of this what is all that because i went to kroger and bought (laughs) my normal tp the other day no problem okay you say that so maybe not maybe because there haven't been a lot of cases in texas but i have a friend who lives in north carolina and she tweeted out today that all of the toilet paper was gone what is it with toilet paper? People that, are like, that's what I'm well, saying. if I get it, I'm going to dookie everywhere all the time. going to yeah. need this. Yeah, it's like, how much is coming? Like, 
you're, you're going to be home in quarantine for what, three weeks or something? And you think you need that much toilet paper? And by the way, I don't think it's possible for the world to run out of those masks. Like, yeah. they've got a trillion of those somewhere. Oh, but the prices have been jacked up. Yeah, people are like, uh, like eBay and like hospitals are having a hard time getting some. Like nice. they're limiting them to uh, yeah, this the is doctors. Like full Joker status, dude. Like I hope hospitals are blowing what I'm up. Saying. Like, what if there was <laughs> no, like, one person behind this? Oh my goodness! Well, then that would be We're, awesome. A superhero needs to rise. Yeah. Who's it gonna be? It's uh, gonna be Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save the world through misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> As we do on a weekly basis. That's right. <laughs> um, no, that's super exciting to think about. Because, like, Bond comes in November now instead of April. Yeah, the movie, so, the film got pushed back because they're afraid audiences won't make it to the theaters. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, the final Daniel Craig film. We better live long enough to see that. Not his final film, but final Bond film. His final film. He well, dies. You know, it could be. <laughs> they really kill him at yeah. the end. <laughs> Just like Jesus when I was a kid in those movies. <laughs> Yeah. Um, did you see him on SNL? Jesus? No. <laughs> Daniel mean, Craig. Jesus is on every episode, every time, That's everywhere, right. as we know. Absolutely. Oh, so I've been meaning to tell <laughs> oh, you. Oh, boy. Sorry. Finish your Daniel Craig thought first. Um, what happened on SNL? He was on SNL. Big whoop. It was great. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. There was a couple great skits. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. The first one is funny because they actually have the real Elizabeth Warren on. Yes. And then... Uh, What's her name? Kate uh, McKinnon. She goes from anchoring Laura Ingram on Fox News to she goes and changes real quick in one of the off shots. And she comes out as Elizabeth Warren in the right. same exact matching outfit. And then she gets into the like this, you mm-hmm. know, the soccer moms out there <laughs> that are going for this. Like she gets yeah. into that mode and uh, Elizabeth has a fun time with it. She cracked an electability joke. Yeah, they they posted on Instagram like the Drake song where it's like I just flipped a switch, and mm. then it's and then uh, they trade positions. And they That's were funny. And Elizabeth Warren was like dancing in the background. It's pretty cool. She still hasn't endorsed anybody. Nah. What do you think is no. happening there? Uh, she she hasn't endorsed anyone. No, I, I bet she'll back Biden. Everybody <laughs> else has. They've gone back on their word. Yeah, but she was like the closest to Bernie that was of the remaining contenders. Yeah, but I don't. People are saying I've they're, heard that they're both she would have too to make progressive. Yeah, so I don't think people would vote for that. Like I don't know, they would. I think they want like a healthy balance. I think we're gonna have a better, um, like contextual picture of this tomorrow night at this time. Yeah, uh, because it's like second Super Tuesday, and I think six or eight states uh, go to the polls. So yeah. Uh, you got to think that cor- cor- coronora <laughs> virus is going to affect turnout for yeah. these uh, voting primaries, wouldn't you? Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, okay. You were this you got you got really segment. excited uh, before I made you talk about the SNL stuff. So. Oh yeah, man. Totally forgotten. <laughs> okay. I have no idea where I was. It's probably go for that. the best. No, it was going to be great. I promise no, you. No. It'll come back to me. I was sweating. Why? Because it dealt with Jesus. No, it, but it wasn't going to be. A, oh, 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 oh. I do remember it. <laughs> yeah. So I've been meaning to bring this up on the podcast for two or three weeks now. I come home off Oak Lawn and there's this big billboard right at Oak Lawn in the tollway. It's very visible. And it's this Dr. Robert Jeffers character from First Baptist Dallas. Mm-hmm. And the caption is. Is, coronor- is Corona is coronavirus is coronavirus a uh, a plague from God 
Find Out Sunday. And I was Whoa. like, unreal. Whoa. It's not even one of those billboards that like swaps out, like clicks over or yeah. is digital. It's like, like, like they tape that stuff up there, dude. Like yeah. that's permanent for the next four to eight weeks. Yeah. Like what? That's in the, wild. Dude, he had uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders there on March 1 for Sunday service and mm. a special interview with Sarah Huckabee. God's servant. That's in, disappointing. In the White House. But church is a business, just like well, everything Man. else. Well, that's what I was wondering is that doesn't some of those big mega churches, aren't the first four pews, like, you have to have tied the certain amount per seat? I could definitely see like that Like, it's happening. kind of a... It's kind of a club seat membership situation, like season tickets, yeah. you know, Yeah. like I got season tickets at the 50 yard line for Joel Osteen this Sunday. Mm-hmm. You want to go? You want to get lifted, brother? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah, well, we can still make it to the Texans game afterwards, but let's pregame with Joel, man. We're going to feel good about it. That's great. I don't have any good jokes to right bounce off that, but right uh, that's funny. It'd be the herring on the show. <laughs> Nah, man. Um, shout out to our friend Michael Denny for coming on and guest appearing last week. We yeah, really man. appreciate that. We apologize to the listeners for that sound quality issue. Hopefully, we're back up and running proper this week. But that's right. Definitely enjoyed that conversation and yeah. getting to listen back. And we hope to get more people on in the future. Yeah, I actually had dude checkers hit us up, and she wants to come on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I was like, wow, of anybody that couldn't keep it um, non-profane, but she probably has a. <laughs> yeah, she, be... I guess she's a teacher, so she yeah, could yeah, flip she a can... switch. Yeah, um, that'd be good. But she really thought she could compliment you on your side with some of the mm, teaching stuff, definitely, and like being a badventist, <laughs> you know, riding yeah. around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that'd I, be fun. I, I marinated on that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I think it would be cool to have a bunch of different people with, you know, all walks of life, all different types of careers and just seeing what they can bring to the table and get out of us. Yeah. But mainly us, right? Yeah. Mostly us. <laughs> mostly us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just our voices. Yeah. So um, what else? What else? Has been, I watched the uh, Arnold Palmer classic it's the florida swing of the pga tour this week it's the players championship okay so this is kind of the first it's not a major but it's the closest thing to it it's the most respected like deepest most expansive field yeah in any golf tournament i love how you're laughing at this right now tiger pulled out of it due to a back strain or something of that effect mm. but tyrell hatton got his first win shout out tyrell i know Good he's job, tyrell um he's a he's an englishman that has huh. won four times on the European tour, and he's been hot and aggressive over here, but he hasn't locked down that first PGA Tour win. And so he did um, this week. And actually, Sung, Sung J.M., who got his first PGA okay, Tour now win. You're, you're just, you've just been naming Game of Thrones characters. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. It's a very international game. You got it. Very diverse. Um, Tyrell and now this Tyrell guy. is a white Englishman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's okay. I think it's actually Tyrell. Tyrell Hatton. Mm. Anyway. Uh, Sung J M is uh, Chinese or something. Okay. One, one, he's, <laughs> you know, yeah, Chinese, Chinese or Korean, mm-hmm. something like that. one of those. Um, yeah, I apologize. Asian. He's not an Asian American. He's an Asian. He's yeah. an Asian guy. Okay, he's twenty one. <laughs> he looks. <laughs> so he's kind of a doughboy. 
He actually looks, if you can picture the Pillsbury Doughboy grown up, but Asian, that's who this guy looks like. But he's a baller on the golf course. Yeah. And he got his first win last week at age 21. And he was actually in contention this Sunday and ended up being one shot off. Mm. So he's actually at the top of the FedEx Cup standings. Oh, really? Yeah. That's impressive. (laughs) I really appreciate you uh, acting interested by this. No, that's incredible. I don't know if any of the listeners really care about golf. It's super, it's funny, like, even on the golf course, sometimes you'll throw a feeler out, and when you find somebody that's, like, really into PGA Tour golf Mm -hmm. and following it like a sport, like you would baseball or basketball, you kind of get excited because, you know, there's not a whole lot of guys just running around in your personal life that can speak to that very readily. Yeah. So, and usually golfers are a certain type where they're like, they want to be alone. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, they're broody. Right. They, they, they like social rounds and alone rounds. Like there's all different types of variations, if you will. But yeah, um, I definitely like to play alone probably 90% of the time. Unless, and then, unless you have somebody that's like your skill level. Well, it's not or even, even then it's not even skill level. It's more about tempo, like yeah. game tempo and yeah, it's general skill level. Like you want to be able to win and lose, mm-hmm. you know, um, you kind of go back and forth. So to you speak. just want somebody that like won't talk too much, but will be like, good shot, boy. Like, well, like give you some skin. Yeah. Just somebody that um, you're not concerned if it if, you know, there is no conversation and you're not concerned to abandon a conversation. Gotcha. For five or ten minutes in between a shot and, you know, a walk to the next shot or whatever it is, yeah. you know. That that happens. So it depends on if you're out there for the conversation first, that's one thing. If you're out there for golf first and you're willing to pepper in conversation, that's a different type of golf round. Mm -hmm. And you just have to be okay with whichever one you're playing. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to get better at because sometimes my social friends that want to play, you know, they want to grab a beer. They want to like talk and jaw jack and they might be on the tee box for five or ten minutes prepping (laughs) for a shot and like talking, putting their beer down doing whatever is happening, you know? Yeah. And I'm kind of like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My pace of play. We're here for one thing and one thing only. <laughs> Just skate hard. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So that's my take. Anyway, it's the nice. player's championship this week. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. I'll report back on that. Please do. Actually, I won't next week because oh, you're going to be, I'll be gone. So you're going to be in uh, Colorado from yeah. the weekend until when? Um, Are you going see. skiing? Friday to Friday. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, probably. So we're at least, I think we want to go snowmobiling. Um, we're visiting my brother for a couple days and then um, buffing abroad, Brock Reichert. I'm going to hang out with him and he's going to show us around. Shout out to B. Yeah. To Brock. So, should be pretty fun. I love that he uh, tweeted out the flabby in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the only one that got that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um yeah, that's cool, man. Um, where would you be going snowmobiling and snowboarding at? So my brother lives in LaSalle, and Brock and his wife live in uh, Fort Collins. So, Gotcha. Somewhere around there. My brother's girlfriend works uh, for the school, and she gets uh, discounts on lift tickets and different stuff like that. And Right on. Um, so we'll probably at least do that whenever we're with him. Those can get pricey, dude. Yeah. Red River wasn't bad. It was like $80 a lift ticket a day. Yeah. And my ski rentals were fairly at, minimal. Yeah. At this point, my knees can only take like one hard day. Dude. Yeah. Like my mom was asking me when I was leaving the last ski trip, she was like, are you okay? Like going, you know, did you get your fill? And I was like, 
yeah like yeah. i think that i actually am the only one that planned this trip like with the appropriate amount of, i would have loved to have kicked it on either end of that trip with them mm-hmm. uh, more so because we had such a great time but at the same time from a skiing perspective i'm like Done. i liked the shorter runs because if we were going all the way down the mountain i had to stop a time or two yeah and i'm being generous to myself with mm-hmm. that because the leg burn was just for real yeah and it, it sucked because the first day, the first half day, I was so cocky about it. Just, you know, oh, yeah, I'm in better shape this year than I was last year. And then by that 10th run, I was like, ooh. I'm also older than last year. Yeah. I mean, I felt more equipped this year, and I was on a more um, I was on a more amateur mountain. Yeah. Telluride is much more advanced and bougie than I would say Red River is. Mm-hmm. Red River is really, frankly, my speed at this point. Okay. Like, it's, it's a good mountain for me. And my my fears, my skill levels, whatever, like it's one of those where, you know, I'm just following the pack and oh, that was a black diamond. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, things that looked really steep from the bottom. I actually handled with n- no real issue. But at the same time, it's like, was that enjoyable? Right. And that's the thing that bugs me with that kind of stuff is right. that if it's not challenging, steep, black diamond, like mm-hmm. did I really was I voracious for life? Like, did I get my fill? Mm. Or does that matter? Because they had this one emerald chair on the back of the top of the mountain. That's a shorter run. You can choose between a really aggressive blue or this beautiful trip through the woods with several different split offs. You can go through these houses and like old wood encampments. It's really awesome. I like having some scenery right around me. And I also like having frames on whatever I'm doing. Like sometimes the more wide open the mountain, the more my fear or like oh wow what's over that bend you know like mm-hmm. more of that kicks in yeah if that makes sense yeah it does i guess you don't have some of these same issues with snowboarding because you're not doing as many like longer stretches not longer stretches but uh, i'm just constantly bending my knees the whole time so that's what that's what hurts me have you ever skied no oh wow you yep. should do that one man it's, yeah I'm... it's a more scalable effort especially as you age <laughs> i think uh i don't think i will this trip because i don't think we're gonna spend a lot of time like on the mountains um but definitely my next trip that's geared towards that i want to take skiing lessons okay i think you know half day you'd be fine right yeah honestly maybe like two rounds dude honestly for me like the last time i went snowboarding the hardest part was freaking lifting my feet on the ski lift getting my board over like the hill and then getting back on the ground like that killed my legs having to like get off the ski lift yes because because like if you're snowboarding you know you have your board just hanging on one foot and (laughs) man mine that's what really hurt my knee the whole time yeah (laughs) it's not very natural skiing is is much better for you in that that manner yeah but Dude, maybe, maybe and if, you're, and if you don't get your go. board over that lip, like where you get off the ski lift and it hits it, jarring. Next spring break, let's go to Red River and we'll ski for your very first time. That'd be cool. We'll call Heston, make sure mm. he's up there. He's got a cabin up there. We can holler at him and we can all go out to the new brewery up there. And yeah. It's a really nice little mountain for a first-time skier. Heston lives in Colorado or he just has a place there? No, no, the Red River, New Mexico. It's kind oh, of at the oh, borderline yeah. of Colorado and New Mexico. Okay. Um, His family has a place out there. Nice. So okay. I got to stay out there one night when I was on my last, um, when we went to the Broadmoor trip and then I went yeah. to Colorado, uh, Denver 
came back down to Red River, stayed with him for a night, and then we went over to Platoro, Colorado, and had this crazy, like, epic adventure at, at I think it was 12,000 feet elevation. Yeah. And uh, he had that tent that he popped out of the Forerunner. He actually just sold that Forerunner, he told me. Oh, nice. He got some gnarly price for it, and he tricked it all out, and he ended up going, he got a, was it a Land Cruiser or something? Okay. I don't know. He was pretty high on it. He sent me some pictures. Yeah. Um, I can't tell all the specs and modifications or anything but whatever yeah that sounds cool good for him he's such a car flipper <laughs> like he'll roll up in a porsche one day and then a scion the next yeah that's my brother um i'm on my third car yeah and i'll be holding on to my honda civic for a while dude i'm on my third car too hey, this hey. yeah <laughs> and i'm years older so <laughs> it's about time yeah. <laughs> Um, so what else is happening besides, uh, coronavirus? Dude, if we want to cancel everything, do you well, see LeBron's reaction to playing without fans? No. He said he wouldn't. Really? He was like, they're all I play for. <laughs> oh, man of the people. Like, Nobody on TV? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, they're talking about having NBA. They're talking yeah, about yeah, having I Tokyo. Saw that. They're ha- talking about that. having Tokyo without the spectators. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Wild. Like, they're talking about having Premier League. <laughs> Goal. No so you're telling so all the sporting events can be like a sitcom where you just have like the audience instead of audience laughter, it's audience clapping in the background. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, like a the clap track, right? <laughs> clap track. That sounds yeah. like a booty shaking thing for yeah. a video. Clap track. One time I heard that uh, those laugh tracks that you hear in sitcoms, those voices recorded were recorded like years and years ago. So you just hear it's really like dead people laughing in the background. Oh, my goodness, dude. (laughs) Wow. That's all I'm ever going to think about now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Just the laughter of dead people. Yeah. I heard some comic talking about that the other day where he was saying, I like to find a movie where everybody in the film is dead now. (laughs) He's like, that kid right there is dead. Dang. It's that's more really creepy when you think about it that way. But. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, if we're looking for stuff to talk about, I need to talk about this show, Love is Blind, on Netflix. Love is I haven't seen it. It's incredible, and it's the it's the trashiest television show ever, but it's amazing. Do tell. Let me give you the deets. <laughs> so, the guys are separated from the girls, and the premise is, is love truly b- blind? And so they go into these pods where there's just this wall and you can hear the person on the other side, but you can't see them. And they get to know each other. And the idea is that if you fall for someone, you marry them in 30 days. And so you have couples getting to know each other without ever seeing them. And you have to propose before you ever see them as well. And uh, so, you know, you get to know their personality and, and if it would be a good fit. And then they propose behind the wall without seeing them and then they finally get to meet each other and they're engaged Mm. and so then they go to meet each other's families they go into each other's homes and meet like their best friends and everything they pick out their uh, oh no sorry first they all go to a resort and the people don't tell them that uh, you're not just going with your new fiance everybody else is going to be there so picture like a speed dating thing where everybody's going into all these different pods and you could have like felt feelings for someone, but there was a cl- cl- uh, bigger connection with somebody else. 
And now you're all at this resort and you see them face to face. And it's like, man, I didn't really like connect with them in that way, but I find them so much more attractive. And so that adds like a twist to it. And then they meet each other's families if they survive that trip. Can you ditch the bride once at the resort? So once like you're engaged, everybody that gets engaged, it gets a little messy, but they all make it to the altar. And then at the altar, you have to say yes or no. What? And so they're, Oh, I got to watch. Oh, it's incredible. And they, and this was filmed like two years ago. And the last episode of this season uh, came out this past Thursday and it was the reunion. And so like reality television. Yeah. This is the bachelorette. Yeah. But better, but better. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. If you, so if you love trash television and messy situations, boy, this is the show. Wow. You're really sharing a guilty pleasure. Oh my goodness. I, I was so mad at myself for even like getting emotionally involved in oh, some of wow. these relationships. No, that's wild though. Yeah. I heard about this dating app that like progressively shows you more about the person. Like you don't necessarily oh. know who they are, but you have to connect by a conversation. Okay. And then if you converse for a day or two, like it unlocks this, you know, amount of information about them. And like, you never really see what they look like. Like yeah. it, it, it un, blurs their jpeg photo or something oh. the more messages are like sent back and forth i think that's inventive yeah so i'm like how will guys game this <laughs> it'll just be like asdf 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 yeah. <laughs> like a bot yeah. that's funny <laughs> a guy will build an extension for the app that allows <laughs> you to like create conversations via ai right it'll be the new speed round <laughs> that's good um my girlfriend sent me this this meme where uh, it says, okay, so hear me out, an app, right? It's like Tinder, but you open it with your significant other at the same time and swipe left or right on restaurants within a radius that you determine. After y'all match, that's where you have dinner. Mm. We can call it chicken tenders. That's a really great startup idea. Yeah. Because everybody's like, where do you want to eat? Oh, I don't know. Where do you want to eat? Oh, it's the single greatest thing that leads to fights and relationships. Right. So to have this app where you can just flip back and forth, it's like, oh, that sounds good. And whenever you both match on it, you go. That, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Time to drop the pod and form an LLC, Brad. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have another student. Yeah, I'll have uh, David the Psalmist give us a little uh, intro for that. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Psalms. um, Oh, no. I saw this meme. I get so nervous whenever. I, why? <laughs> why? Because of my relationship with Christ, Brad? <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to tell you about it? Okay. So, so speaking of Psalms. Speaking of Psalms. <laughs> don't lean up close to the mic like that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mic. I'll no. do what I want with You're it. You're like bringing down your energy and, ta- oh, and talking all sensual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Um, no, I'm going to forget this, bro. All right. Go <laughs> so, <ahead>. um, <laughs> I was, I was reading the book of Instagram mm. and the blessed one had a new meme <laughs> and it was like, uh, open your Bible. The, the side of this church <laughs> basically showed open your Bible to Psalm. And then above that was like a Shrek billboard. And it was like, Every time you read this verse now, it'll be like, open your Bible to Psalm body once. <laughs> <laughs> Told me the and world so, <laughs> is kind of. So I literally like forward this to a billion people, mainly religious people, formerly yeah. religious people, some of them. That's great. And uh, yeah, that's the must heard. That's fine. Yeah. 
Ooh, glad, glad they didn't miss out on that one. <laughs> hey, everybody's quarantined. They're just happy to hear from yeah, two man. dudes that were willing to fight through the coronavirus like true. Yeah, we risked our superheroes. We, risked, we put our lives on the line for this pod. Yeah, we do every week. That's right. We put our professional life. God, <laughs> what is going on with this I don't thing? Know, your mic's acting up. Here, you gotta you, talk sideways, boy. I'm gonna take it off. You, right. uh, you amuse yourself. Yeah. So. Um, Love is Blind. Also on Amazon Prime is this new show called Hunters, which is set in the 70s. And it's like these Nazi, the members in this of the Nazi party still exist. And it's like these. Uh, is that the Al Pacino flick? Yes. I've seen not a, a lot flick, of promotion. TV about, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hunters on Amazon, right? Yeah, it's crazy. If It's kind of, it's graphic. So if you're not into that kind of show, don't watch it. But it's intense. Will you re-describe the plot real quick? Yeah, so again, set in the 70s, um, there's still Nazis prominent and they, they're slowly taking out these Jews and a lot of them are like in these uh, political settings. And then you have this secret society of Jews that are coming together. There's like 10 of them and they're taking out a lot of these Nazis and they're trying to hunt down uh, this one guy that's been killing a lot of people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sounds like a Quentin Tarantino script. It was, yeah. I mean, it's pretty dope. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Def- definitely. Al Pacino has been working a lot recently. Yeah, and he just really great. hasn't quit or stopped. No, but you know, Joe Pesci took his took a little siesta time. You know, yeah. they're later in life, but Al Pacino hasn't missed a beat. No, I mean he's working harder than Morgan Freeman. I feel like, <laughs> dude, I haven't seen Morgan Freeman and then anything since the that president thing. President, uh, where he's he's like a president, and Gerard Butler has to. Oh wow, him. that was like everything has fallen. Uh, there's been like five of them though. Yeah, well, it, it's those are fun, you yeah. know. I love the ones where like only one guy in the government is okay, is <laughs> yeah. a good guy, and everybody, everybody else, else is, is corrupt. Bad. Like Jason Bourne, it's like goodness yeah. gracious, like this is giving me a heart attack. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they uh, they write off of um, realness. <laughs> okay their work is um, informed by current events is that yeah. what you're trying to say yeah correct. they write real things <laughs> yeah well it's like svu is such a literal translation of whatever the last big news viral yeah. sensation was Definitely. It, almost to a almost to like a, an extent where it's like hey could you be a little bit more original <laughs> you true. know true like it's so and it always has to do with like social media and it, it's kind of i don't know some of those are just too timely, too. I'm a Chicago PD fan. Okay. And that's back. I'm a big fan of that. Nice. Um, Marina Sequa. I don't remember what her name is, but she is gorgeous. Burgess. Mm. She plays Burgess in that show. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Lady Cop. Got stopped by Lady Cop. Mm. <laughs> that yeah. was one of my favorite songs when I was yeah. 18. That's Lil Wayne for y'all that don't know. I did bring up Lil Wayne maybe about a month or two ago whenever he dropped his album and I never gave a review of it. And the album was subpar. Oh, I guess that explains the lack of a review, right? Yeah. That's too bad. Like he he ruined his voice with gasoline Lean. and promethazine. Like yeah. he that really drank. He's like his his vocal cords have changed, yes. haven't they? Yeah. And he like heavily uses auto tune now because of it. Like, he doesn't have strength in his voice anymore. Yeah. You know? Sad. Like, they have to they have to turn his volume up so much. And I listened to Go DJ the other day, and mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this was a young Wayne. Like, yeah, this man. was... Fireman? The amount of, like, projection 
out of those vocals on that song versus you know even like no ceilings is that was remarkable good project though yeah but or, um, incredible his voice project, was already changing yeah you know? for sure and around like lollipop ep and all that like mm-hmm. He definitely was playing up the. We loved the changes in his voice yeah. initially, but yeah. now that he's like using it as a crutch, well, he's lost his his ability to project yeah. to be a dominant like rapper type. You know, mm. when you think about like Lil Wayne's projection versus the baby, yeah, do you see that he slapped a female fan over I the weekend? Did but like he she like shoved her phone in his face or something? Yeah, like hit his eye or something. Yeah, what do you think? Like, do you think it was justified? look at you trying to trap me like you think he should have hit that woman carson (laughs) yeah man sounds like she had it coming (laughs) no i don't know if she can't if if you're a performer and somebody comes up to you and like does the i think she shined like the flash in his eyes of course she did yeah he's a rapper in the middle of the crowd what does he think is gonna happen second of all do you really think that she would intentionally hit him in the eye? I guarantee you what happens is she's not holding her elbow cocked right. And somebody hits her elbow, and it hits, hits the phone face. directly into his face. You know, mm. like it was a third party causing that to happen. Yeah. So, no, he shouldn't have but, slapped her in the face. People are saying it was like a uh, just a <laughs> like unintentional reaction. People are saying he should have backhanded her, right? Like, <laughs> told her to get in line. <laughs> Look at you, B-Rad. You just hold it down, don't you? You're no. down in Johnson County, boy. Nah. Marital laws are different down those parts. No, I don't think it's okay, and I don't approve. Um, I don't know, bro. I probably would have. I'm just saying, I don't, like, <laughs> like, like I just know you probably if, get annoyed. I it depends on how hard like you got hit in the face by the phone or whatever. Because I know if somebody like were to hit me, I'd turn around and bow up. I don't, I probably wouldn't swing right away, but well, yeah, I don't want to get hit. I'm the first person to say that. First of all, women can be violent. Women can be instigators of violence That's right. in relationships in public among each other whatever mm. like this is not not every relationship starts out and the man is like um you burnt dinner and just beats her you know there's a lot of women that'll get up in your face and tell you to hit them and like they'll act a fool they'll act cray yeah straight up um i'm not saying that that was what this girl was doing but probably not um at the same time what you just said has some merit in that like if you're not expecting something mm-hmm. and something happens, even if it's directly and, to I your mean, face, you hear about the craziness reflexively, going on. Reflexively, like how much are you liable for? Because yeah. at a certain point, if you get broadsided by somebody, you know, a woman can hold a gun to your head and you can be in fear of your life. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm saying that if somebody cocks you, like cold cocks you, and it's a woman mm-hmm. and you're seeing stars and you're just reacting like fight or flight and something reflexively happens, you know, do you think that that is a possibility? First of all, uh, I know that I would be jarred if a flash of light hit my eyes and then I got hit in the head. But again, I don't know the exact situation. And is how it hard possible it that you wouldn't even know the gender of the person that had just oh, yeah, done that for to sure. you? Okay. If you're blinded by the light mm-hmm. or because your future is too bright. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So that happened. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it just sucks to see. I hate that. That's just a classic. Like, it's one of those things. Like, if you hadn't been in the club, you know, off the stage, you know, 
doing your thing, this wouldn't have happened. It's kind of like a, it's why your parents tell you like, oh, nothing good happens after midnight. Granted, he's making money after midnight, but you know, he can avoid some of these situations and then he's got to be, you know, he can't be thinking that he's not going to be touched if he enters a crowd like that during a performance. It just sucks to see these young guys. Like I hated, like, you remember when Chris Brown and like Justin Bieber were just like, you literally thought like these guys are actually going to get locked up like yeah. and you know do real time be made an example of um because they're just between and it was always like dumb stuff it's like when they sent meek mill back to uh jail for like popping a wheelie for a music video right it's like stuff like that that it's like man just how are you supposed to keep your nose clean and actually have any fun when you can't do anything around these yeah. these cops you Crazy. know like i don't know I'm glad that those guys have cooled it since. It seems yeah. like Meek is Everybody, doing yeah. right. Meek Meek's doing great. Um, he's like gotten involved in in his city and is trying to help other people. Uh, I don't know. I I know he spent Does a lot of money put on, like, on education. For his city? He puts on his just like Young Jeezy. Oh wow! Yeah, just like Jay Z. Just like Jay Z. Wow. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah, definitely. Way to put on. Yeah. Um, speaking of women. Uh, <laughs> uh Sunday was uh, International Women's Day. Shout out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I loved all the the marketing <laughs> materials surrounding this like NBC all day was like, "Hey everybody, and for International Women's Day tonight, tune in to the the hockey game where it's an all-female commentator crew." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh yeah, women, like to celebrate your day, tune in to watch a bunch of guys play hockey." <laughs> like, what an idiot. Yeah. I, I just like the meme where it was like um, International Women's Day is on daylight saving, so <laughs> they don't even get that equal. Oh, I love. Speaking of which, shout out daylight savings time. How good <laughs> did it feel to leave work today? And the sun is out. The birds are chirping. How bad did it feel to wake up in pitch dark and have to go to work? Not nearly as bad as going home when it's dark. Mm-hmm. I cannot agree. Some, I came home and. Birds were just folding my bed sheets around me. It was incredible. I woke up and the birds weren't even chirping yet. Yeah, man. That's grind time. You gotta beat the sun. Disgusting. Gotta beat the sun. It's in you, son. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll trade it. It'll get better, right? <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, that first day is a little rough, but yeah. you gotta... I was in bed early. So whatever. Yeah, well, it's not happening tonight. No, because we're having a successful episode, the 22nd installment mm. of the franchise. Did you think we'd make it this far? I don't know. I, I haven't thought anything about much. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. We just show up and do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just lay down on the track, you know? Yeah. We just show up and do it. This, this is off the dome. We're freestyling. <laughs> this you know? is off the dome. You're cracking me up. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't come in here with written lyrics. <laughs> no. We just we just spit bars off the top of our dome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For the tots and the bots That's and the right. french fries. That's so funny. Um, no, I'm trying to think, though. Like, I don't feel like... Um, I don't feel like I started with unrealistic hopes of grandeur per se. Like I think that I've been very satisfied along this journey with just kind of the natural organic things that have occurred and yeah. the things that have been layered on and some of the feedback and 
you know, just like changing the show art out one mm-hmm. week and then like adding the theme song one week and just keep trucking. Like nothing ever happened, you know? Yeah. I think that's cool. We had our first guest appearance last week. Right. We experimented with a completely new format. Milestones. And we already know ways that we're going to like optimize that in the future. Mm. You know? True. So we're always just, I don't know. I like getting to see things and learn, build, measure, learn. Um, I think it's been fun for this show. I actually did sit down the other day though and take sponsorship to heart and like looked around at the audience and kind of like who we were attracting and who we could potentially woo in the future. Me undies. Me undies. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said that they were like, we really thought you were sponsored by me undies.com. And I was like, that'd be dope. I mean, yeah, we need to start getting people to think that. And uh... Brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. We'll have to do the personal testimonials for those, but yeah. I don't want to do like some sort of pre-roll from anchor. Because no. I, I kind of we need our it, own. I want it to be script. something that is like a, a mutual fit. You know yeah. what I mean, right? Um, something that like our audience would benefit from. Um, it's hard to nail down exactly who the audience is, though. Uh, yeah, because there's definitely a bunch of unaccounted. Like, you know, you know, five or ten people that you know definitely listen to each episode, mm-hmm. and I know five or ten people that definitely listen to each episode. Who are the rest of the people? Yeah, who are you guys? Yeah. You know that there's some low-key stalkers listening. Yeah. We're talking about you. <laughs> you. We're on to you. <laughs> you. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait for season three. Season three is going to be I can't wait to fall in love with the neighbor. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so great. You, mm. He doesn't even have to go that far. <laughs> Just so you guys know, we are talking about the show entitled You entitled on Netflix. You. Yeah. With uh, Penn Bladgley. Pennington. Penn. Pennington. Uh, do you think he's a hunk? Uh, he's kind of average. Yeah, like I go back and forth. Sometimes they have like, who was a uh, love's second boyfriend that was just gorgeous? He looked, he made Penn look like a, a shrimp a little bit, like the undesirable guy or the guy yeah. that you would choose because your heart told you to yeah, choose. Yeah, he's and the not safe your body. bet. Yeah, yeah. I I always but assume that the safe, the safe bet, bet is not the bet that wins. Like I don't know. Really? Well, I always wanted to be the type of good looking that wasn't safe. <laughs> that was my own personal oh, aspiration. Dangerous. Yeah. Like, you know, like a dashing jawline and dark features. Yeah. Like, you know, which. Do you feel like you achieved that? <laughs> no. Um, but I'm doing all right for an albino, buddy. <laughs> oh. I started translucent and I made it here. So what's That's up? That's great. I'm. One sunburn away from pervasive skin cancer, my friend. Yeah. You're, you're not going to have to worry about coronavirus. Yeah. I'm going to have to worry about, yeah, all the sun. Yeah. No. Um, I just figured that that's going to happen no matter what because everybody in the family um, has had skin, skin cancer. Hmm. That's not fun. Is it not? I mean, it's just, I thought that was something white people just dealt with. Like, yeah, probably. You just get it cut off. Like you just see a weird spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of starts to happen as you yeah. age. You know, I remember my dad. He was training for a marathon um, many years back, and he was up to you know eight ten miles a day that he was running, just kind of consistently in preparation for this thing. And he developed this bulge on the side of his ankle, mm. like his ankle bone, that just kind of like spurred out and became inflamed and like larger and they ended up saying that it was a ganglion and it was a pack of tendons that had balled up where they weren't supposed to and like 
sprouted essentially and he had to get this thing cut off and he was in a boot like it's almost like you invite things on yourself when you get too extreme like it's crazy so how'd the race go um so you know he did not do the race (laughs) (laughs) um he seems like the type that could have like you know no he definitely it. could have he definitely could have i don't know if he's done a half marathon he's done every other variation um he's a fit dude yeah like he, that's what I'm he put me to shame on the mountain skiing last weekend for sure yeah but yeah i think that at, at some point he was just kind of like this is kind of dumb I, this is just something that you know i was trying to do and you know it's not really a a uh it's not really a benchmark of physical mm-hmm. fitness per se. Um, so I think he r- really was an extensive rehab process. Like he couldn't run for a matter of months Got after it. this. So it just, the one that he was in particular training for, you know, those things only come around once a year yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And by the time he missed that cycle and then got back into training, I think it was going to be like two years later. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a lot. This was a long time ago. I'll let him speak to this. We'll call yeah, him on the show someday and be like, hey, dude, how was that ganglion experience? <laughs> what set you back? What's up with them ganglies? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're just like shooting the low-hanging fruit off this tree with a slingshot <laughs> today. You're like ruining the fruit. <laughs> You're chuckling. Yeah, because it's funny and Thanks, crazy. You know, it's it's a Monday. I haven't had all of the stresses of the typical week that I have by Wednesday. So, yeah, you seem like you're chilling in the cut, buddy. Yeah, seem like you're putting on a movie every like, day. I mean, like I said, half of my kids are going to be gone tomorrow. So, yeah, they're going to Seattle. Yep. Well, wish them <laughs> luck. <laughs> they're yeah. like, uh, we're going on a mission trip. We're going to visit the the hospice in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to have to take care of ourselves. That sucks, man. Yeah. Um, I just, I still can't believe that just all these conferences keep getting canceled and like. Yeah, we brought up the the comedy show um, last week, and I'm wondering if if uh, they're gonna have to pull out. Oh, the that. Netflix thing. Yeah. Uh, when is that? In April. Oh, yeah, that's for sure done. Yeah. Like that's mere weeks away. They're talking about things as laid out as like November being canceled. Like yeah. I've seen Saster got canceled. This incredible uh, software as a service conference that Jason Limkin puts on. Mm-hmm. He's like a personal hero of mine. And many of the dudes that listen to this podcast and that I'm friends with like Michael Heston, all of them. Um, he's basically the godfather of SAS. Okay. He, he built echo sign, which basically turn like Adobe bought for like $900 million. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, it's EchoSign or DocuSign or whatever it is now, an, an electronic signing service, essentially. Yeah. And uh, he puts together this just incredible SaaS conference. Um, and I was going to tell you, it's really interesting. One of the guys that actually started, um, was it Twitch TV that mm-hmm. sold to Amazon? Yes. Uh, it was Justin TV back in the day. Actually, yep. Justin from yeah, yeah. Justin TV. His startup, I remember being at Saster last year and seeing him on the stage with his big hot startup with a bunch of funding, a bunch of employees. He was in his all branded gear and thinking like, wow, that guy hasn't made. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of like what what can be? And they actually closed down shop here oh. recently and returned the remaining money to their investors and said, we, we failed to 
find the lane of business that we were going to scale and be capital efficient at. And we're shutting it down. Wow. And it's just, they had this big tech crunch article about him. And it was just kind of this weird moment where, you know, I think I've made that comment on this podcast that sometimes when you're in a certain moment or, or lull or emotional downtrough or whatever it is, like look up and connect with your future self. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely a spot where like, I look back at myself in my apartment in Mountain View and I was definitely Mm -hmm. questioning a lot of different things that were going on and what the path forward was. Um, And just, you know, looking at some of those people in that newer environment to me and thinking like, wow, this guy's like everything, like he's got it. And don't get it twisted. Justin's still a very rich man. Yeah. I mean, if he sold that to Amazon, he's got to be well off. Yeah. He's, he's got some, some capital to work with. So nobody's going hungry in his household by any means. We're talking about monopoly money at this point, but um, still like, you know, at a certain point, men and women are about more than money. They're about fulfillment. And once you've been to those heights of success where you literally birth an idea and it gets acquired for a billion dollars by one of the world's, like the world's top brand, mm-hmm. that's that's life changing. Definitely. Like you've had an experience that very few humans have ever had. Yeah. You know, think about how many construction workers there are in the world. And think about how many people created a construction company that scaled to the point of like, I don't know, whatever a big one is. <laughs> yeah. I I never know if they're construction companies or real estate, like Cushman Wakefield and some of these. I think that's real estate. I don't really know. Don't quote me. <laughs> quote them, guys. But I've always said that I feel like uh, not the entrepreneur that came to Chisholm Trail for career day mm-hmm. that was just name dropping other people, but... I think no, but we did have construction people that. Well, those are entrepreneurs, and yeah, well, they have a they make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Entrepreneur. No, what you say more than an entrepreneur? More than the one that visited us. Well, for sure, I feel like entrepreneur is a bad label that I was never comfortable with when I was in my co-founder days because it basically just means um, unemployed in search of an idea. Yeah. Whereas if you're executing on something, then you should be the CEO or the co-founder. Of, mm-hmm. of whatever idea, even if it has no revenue, no traction, no customers. So, you know, that's where I take exception with that. However, I think that if you are an entrepreneur that creates a business, whether it's a hardware company or, you know, windows and doors like mm-hmm. that, those two guys, yeah. or whether it's a Twitter or a Facebook, the fact that you created capital and money that wasn't there, it, it didn't exist prior to you doing that. And you've built something that adds value to the greater society mm-hmm. and that employs people. The number one thing that you can do for anybody in the world is to employ them, like to give them something that can scale for them. Yeah. Like it's not a handout. It's not a hand up. It's just, it's a path forward. And I really think that the mitigation of sin and travesties and different things like that around us is largely influenced by better democratization of wealth like when you give people a path up and all of these different demographics are like firing off on all cylinders and unemployment you don't feel like you have to fight for your life and do um you know by any means necessary uh, whenever you have like a outlet where you don't have to um i guess get down and dirty like is that what you're saying i don't know where it provides like a when, yeah, you don't have to go steal the bread yeah. because you can go buy it because you yeah. have a job. Or make it. Because like most, aside, 
I mean, a lot of it is strung out crazy druggy people and crazy people that are criminals. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of other people are born into criminal society and they just are in need of things. They're in need of basic services and goods that they end up thieving or whatever occurs. There's no adult supervision, whatever might happen. But if you throw me into that environment from an early age, I'm not going to think twice about stealing whatever I can in the convenience store mm-hmm. because I need to eat that day. You know, maybe it's maybe that's how I was brought up or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, you know, but if you can if you can offer compelling jobs with compelling wages where you can get people out of those types of situations, you know, give people an honest path forward and I don't know. Yeah. That'd be ideal. Do you think there's more people out in the world like that or do you think it's mostly people just looking out for themselves what do you mean more people like what the type to create jobs yeah well the way that america set it up well not not only create jobs but ensure that the jobs that you're creating are not just to benefit you but others well that's the great thing about it is that the two things are not mutually exclusive like it is in my best interest to create a company that one day scales and has to employ a bunch of people because that means that my market share is going up and my market cap is going up and my personal wealth is increasing. So when you can, when you can show an investor, Hey, I've proven this process. If I put $20 in the top of this funnel, I get $30 out. So give me $50 million and we're going to produce sales of X number of million dollars. Mm. And then I hire people against that number to scale that effort and meet those quotas. And then we go back to those investors and say, hey, we just did that. Now we've figured out that to get to a billion dollars in annual recurring revenue, we need this amount of money yeah. due to our models that we've built out. You know, that everybody is always, it's a single player game, life. Like you only see out of your own two eyeballs mm-hmm. for every second of your life. So, no matter how much you're ever going to love your dad or your mom or even Courtney or anybody, like you are Brad, you know, like you see out of Bradley Colvin's eyes and it is a single player game and a certain amount of happiness is dictated by how you play and perceive your single player game status. Yeah. And so I do believe that you have to structure things in a way that is inherently beneficial for all parties. So I take a bunch of risk. I get really rich as we scale this company, but I get to give all these people jobs. Yes, it's a noble effort, but it's just a byproduct. It's collateral goodness of things that are happening for my, you know, bottom line at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, you know, I don't think that everybody sets out to be this noble job creator. <laughs> in fact, I think that it's probably the opposite in certain ways. Yeah. I think that that that's probably uh, evolving as people become more conscientious and. Um, you know, the more that emotional intelligence and some of these softer skills are taught in schools to, to kids and, you know, that we, a lot of kids now are just born and raised in a more empathetic, you know, all knowing time where people understand the way that they should treat each other much more equally and fairly and, yeah. you know, on eggshells even <laughs> right <laughs> to some extent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with what you say. All right. You got that? Yeah. You want a must heard? Yeah. Coachella has been pushed back to October. Okay. So that was like the big one that we were waiting on, right? Yep. 
when is that normally uh in the summer typically i'm thinking wow they've been waiting to see what was going to happen with that yeah yeah so that's wow dude it was just reported what is happening? Like, I see all these people that are like, yo, flights are super cheap right now. Like, let's go to Shanghai. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm like, maybe it's the time yeah, to go you work get, like, a round from the beach. trip for like a hundred bucks. Man, Wild. I should go get like some sort of beachfront paradise for a month and just yeah. go camp out and work there. That would be so dope. Yep. All right. Well, if you're a remote worker that listens to this podcast and you want to split a <laughs> beachfront condo for a month in some mexico or some resort lego that's right uh you ever hear of scott's cheap flights do you know what that is <laughs> i'm guessing that it's a cheap flight aggregator site correct all right but great for scott scott does it different yeah oh yeah so the coachella was supposed to be in april so now it's pushed back to october oh, wow See, that's what i'm saying man yep man this stuff is crazy wild yo you think we'll make it to episode 25 <laughs> Yeah, uh, it hasn't become like a like a worry here in Texas yet. Like we have one isolated case. It's gonna be so funny when like <laughs> it's a big state, man. You have to do a a podcast alone because I'm in the hospital, and you're gonna be like, <laughs> he doesn't have cor- cor- coronavirus. He has swine flu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is SARS. <laughs> man, how mad would you be just to get taken out by something like completely different? Yeah, it's like, oh wow, I'm supposed to. <laughs> yeah, careful. It's like, oh man, I thought I had coronavirus, but I have cancer. Yeah. It's like, uh, I like my coronavirus with some Lyme disease. So I heard that Corona stock is actually up. Is it? Yeah, I also saw that as like a jo- like are people people is it because of a because joke? of Zoom sales. You know how I said that Zoom sales were up, yeah, way high last week. So people are investing in the wrong Zoom on the, on the market. Oh. Like somebody tweeted again today. They were like, and again, people are investing in the wrong Zoom because there's like a Zoom technologies and like a Zoom communications or something like that. Wild. And it was funny because this one company was like just up and to the right with all their graphs because yeah. they were being mistaken for the other video conferencing tool that, you know, everybody is playing this remote worker shtick within mm-hmm. software right now, like Slack's and out their business continuity plan um and how it they they managed to like promote their free tier while they did it but it's funny how they were like you know we built this company specifically for remote work and a lot of our people work remote anyway so business is pretty usual around here we did get the offices cleaned over the weekend (laughs) and i was like as they are every weekend like whatever dude wheel of fortune and jeopardy to film without an audience amid coronavirus fears this is it's everywhere, man. It's affecting wow. everyone. Um, oh, yeah. They better not take out my boy Alex Trebek. Like, he's already dealing with his cancer. So so he's an, he's a prone victim to yeah, the coronavirus. Yeah, I'm saying. They better stay away from Is him. Is he still on Jeopardy? Yep. I thought he had retired. No, he he took some time off as he was getting his, uh, his treatment. Um, but he just, yeah, he's been filming still. They just, I think they've been filming like episodes, like more episodes in a day, and then he can like take a break. Yeah. Those guys pump out like five episodes in a day and then go home for a week. Yeah. Could you imagine doing a show like that for like 50 years? Uh, I could do this for 50 years. Yeah, but this is much more like 
I don't know. Great like, no, because, yeah, we're providing a lot more content than, like, you would, like, Jeopardy's just trivia questions, you know? Well, yeah, and if you're just the MC host, you're just like, and we're back. Exactly. <laughs> You'd be perfect for it. So, yeah. Yeah, I could do this. <laughs> yeah, I could do this show for, man, that would be the ultimate dream. If you could, man, what if you could broadcast this show from Tahiti mm. to everywhere? That'd be cool. Just live off meundies.com. Yeah, I was, I was asking you, like, if you expected us to get this far. You know, I, I thought I'd be able to quit my job by now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I'm sorry to disappoint you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. yeah whatever. It's going to be a little bit longer to product market fit for this guy. We'll get there. <laughs> so we're underperforming to we you? Should, we should just start, uh, hit, like, saying we're advertised by, like, big So. This episode is brought to you by Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Ever hear of it? We should always do like big brands, like huge brands that are like dead. Or we should be like, this episode of the podcast brought to you by JCPenney. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Blockbuster, yeah. our, our big time sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> this episode of the podcast brought to you by Kmart. Kmart everywhere <laughs> you are. <laughs> do those are there any kmarts left yeah i think that there are but i keep like in the mid i feel like I've, I've seen like 80 news reports of the last one closing yeah. down you know what i mean like they count yeah. down like the last however many but yeah you can still go to some depressed parts of the country <laughs> and see kmart ouch it's pretty it's pretty nasty to look at but this podcast is brought to you by circuit city <laughs> that's a good one man that they were top of the world man yeah this episode of the podcast brought to you by Norton Antivirus. <laughs> <laughs> We're still around for really old people, I think. Mm. You should the the software market geared towards like the elderly is hilarious. They're just yeah. like, we don't give any of our money to leftist <laughs> candidates and policy agenda yeah. items. Come to Patriot Software for your tax, payroll, and ERP yeah. needs. We hand deliver your money straight to the army. <laughs> yeah. By now, we just shoved $10 in a Marine's face. <laughs> okay. Well, are you ready to get out of here? <laughs> Should we cut this thing short? Uh, we, well, how much time have we got? We've got an hour and a half. Oh, that's not too bad Solid for, a, effort. for a Monday with with limited news. You know, I mean, coronavirus is big. but Now everybody's just dying or becoming ill and staying home. Yeah. So Whoever our normal listeners are, you know, hope hope that you're doing all right. Do you see that hope the this, main hope this pod finds you well. lamestream media is trying to say that Trump might have coronavirus because he was exposed to it potentially? I thought, uh, I saw maybe Biden does. Well, I've heard Chris Cuomo was basically telling them all, like, you're all the target demographic to die from this, so yeah. please be well because one of you old farts are going to be our president for the next four years. and. Yeah. So pick well on your VPs. They're folks. also saying Biden has Alzheimer's. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Hit. this week? He was like, and men and women are created equal by, you know, uh, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he couldn't figure out what yeah. creator was. So he called God the thing. Yeah. And then he confused his sister and his wife. Ooh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. He like went to. Yeah. You'll have to watch Kiss the her clip. On the it's mouth. funny. I don't think he kissed her, but he like addressed and then he's like, oh, and scrambles. And it was funny. Uh, are they the same age? <laughs> no, his that's his second wife. His Isn't first it? wife died. Oh. That's he has a lot of tragedy and pain in his life. Yeah. I love how you're laughing. I'm not laughing. <laughs> no, he's a he's a great American hero. Yeah. Um he 
He's a better candidate than he's not a better candidate than Bernie. <laughs> no, <laughs> Bernie has the energy and the the enthusiasm, and Bernie also has the cojones that he's. I saw him on TV tonight just saying, "If we're sitting here with a straight face and we're looking in the mirror, who do you think has the energy and the enthusiasm to bring out uh, the biggest voter turnout and turn out young people? Like we have the energy and enthusiasm, not Biden." He does and have a point there. He does. From like an intrinsic standpoint, however, Biden's campaign over the last two weeks has been a fairy tale in momentum. So it'll be interesting to see more tomorrow. Yeah. So, what, is, what does Biden stand for? The centrism. Okay. Establishment, democratic policy, uh, he, a return to sanity, as he puts it. Like he'll be a he'll be a behind closed doors president. You know, like he's okay. not going to be out on the lawn every day, like yelling at reporters yeah. like Trump is. So we're not going to get presidential tweets. No. In fact. No, it'll just be like the pre-canned, like um, what whatever his wife's name is. Um, you know, Trisha and I wish to say, yeah, congrats to you know this person. Got it on their groundbreaking research. Well, that's great. So, what are you doing between now and Wednesday? <laughs> I'm gonna be working. All right, man. You got demos, main. It's exciting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you trying to tease the next episode? Yeah. We might do one. We might pre-can one for your departure. Yeah, we'll have one in the tuck. We, we've we been debating over a way to make a certain episode timeless because so many of ours are probably a little bit defunct after the fact. But Yeah, we do want to get a little bit more personable. So again, not that anybody's really uh, done this, um, but contact us You know, if you're a good, you know, f- uh, close family or, f- uh, or friend then uh and hit we'll us up with some know. questions that you'd like to know about us or we'll let you know how close you are to us right yeah yeah if we don't bring up whatever question you had for us <laughs> you'll know that we aren't that close yeah so not everybody's <laughs> privy to that question that you asked <laughs> well we'll marinate on that and see what we come up with yeah but well yeah let's have a heart to heart next time oh my goodness mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna fall in love no. Uh, Live on the air. We've been in love. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, should we should we get a shout out then, Brad? Yeah, shout out Gerald Golickson. Worked out with him today. Um Big G. We yeah, uh, we've joined the same gym, so now uh the now I have gym a workout of hard knocks. LA Fitness, what up? LA Fitness. Yeah. Um so if you want to see me struggling, <laughs> come on down. Um who else? Is he just putting up two hundred and twenty five, like twenty two times? No, nah, we actually use the same weight the whole the whole time. So come on, Gerald. He he just has the results. Yeah, he's he just looks muscly, but you know. Man, screw that guy. Yeah, it's annoying. So oh, still, does he still have that thing? Um, he's not like he hasn't been in the gym, so he's not as defined, but he's still fit. Like man. he has like strong arms, man. So over that. Yeah, Gerald. That is so frustrating. You know, my parents keep saying that whenever we talk about Gerald and what a hunk he is and all this stuff, my parents are always like, did we meet Gerald? We just don't remember any of your friends being over the top good looking (laughs) in college. (laughs) Well, I don't know if they would have met Gerald. I think they did, though. They met him one at least once um, back when we were all running around. Well, he was having an off day, Jan. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. Cut the guy a break. He's a hunk. Do you remember how emotional things used to be back then? Dude, yeah, I was I like, don't know in what regard you mean, but yo, yes. Oh, my goodness. 
we're going to talk about that more. No, just entire days could be ruined off of nothing. You know, just very emotional, highly emotional. Give, give me an example. Oh my goodness, man! I just had much more, many more anger issues, and like I would just fly off. Oh and, like, yes, you know. Yeah, I just I couldn't, I couldn't pick my battles and control my, you know, tempo yeah. towards them. We've all wisened up a bit. Yeah, man. Anyway. Uh, shout out Gerald. All that to say, <laughs> shout out Gerald. Yeah, man, you look great. Anybody else? Um, it's probably it on my end today. Right on. Um, well, shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to Heather for. I was gonna specifically thank you. I know I'd kind of razzed her on air for <laughs> the ideas, but I feel like it's been mentioned on social media a time or two, and even the guest last week was calling people tots. So yeah, man, I'm, we're rolling with it. Yeah. So appreciate you and your listenership and uh, everybody else that listens as well. We'll look forward to the next episode. Yeah. Thank you very much, Tater Tots. We'll catch you up next time. Thanks, Tots and Bots. Find <laughs> us at weeklycatchuppodcast.com. I recently put the allow for social media links over to YouTube and Twitter mm. and all of that. So on our main website now, we actually have those uh, social media decals at the very top. Excellent. So you, and next to all the platforms that you can choose to listen from, um, you also have access to go over to the YouTube channel, the official show Twitter, and one other thing that I can't remember. So check Excellent. It out. This episode was brought to you by Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was also brought to you by Bennigan's, family-style <laughs> dining at a affordable price. <laughs> Uh, we'll catch y'all up next time. Bye-bye.